0: Listen to on. From on. I'm listening to hair round from here on, I'm listening to hair round, there wrong, I'm listening, to hair round, from here around, I'm listening, hair round, birds of a Thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Creed Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G.
1: What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: And we've entered back into the studio for episode 354. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, what you been getting into this weekend?
1: Uh, This weekend, I got to see Sisu.
0: And that, oh, was nice. a, that was a pretty fucking lit movie. Man. Nice. Was I, I'm definitely interested in hearing uh, about that. Yeah,
1: that shit was like an easy nine out of ten. It's basically what? like, uh, yeah, pretty much the only thing that w- w- took that last one away from me was just like this movie absolutely strange. Your self- sense of uh, uh, suspense of disbelief because, <laughs> yo, <laughs> this nigga's plot armor is thick. thick. Okay, feel okay. Like that shit is wild thick. But it's, it's sort of built into the story. Because a Sisu is like there's no direct translation for it, but mm-hmm. it, it basically it's a living revenant. Whereas a revenant is like a spirit that constantly yeah. coming back for revenge. Mm-hmm. A Sisu is basically someone with indomitable will that essentially refuses to die regardless of what happens. And in so the
0: course of revenge. Yes, yeah, okay.
1: and that's essentially the that's the um that's essentially this character. You feel me? So, uh, the movie uh, it's set in the ending of World War Two, when um. Uh, uh, I believe the, the Finnish made some sort Finnish, of okay. uh, 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 pact with with uh, some armistice with Russia, I believe, and they had to force out all the the the, the Nazis from out of uh, Finland.
0: Yes, and that as is a, historical. Yes,
1: and as a result, um, uh, re- during that time, the main character he had already been out of the war for a while because he's an old dude at this point, and in the middle of the movie, like some some people tell his backstory, which is pretty much that. Uh, during the war, his family had died, and his family had gotten fucked up during the war, so he just became, like—he basically just became unhinged, and they couldn't control him, and he just became a Nazi murder machine. And so the— See, the,
0: that's <laughs> the best kind of machine to not have control of.
1: And pretty much, exactly. And after—the the, the Finnish army was like, hey, after a while, they were just like, yeah, we can't stop this nigga, so they just started sending him—setting him loose on Nazis to fuck him up.
0: I like where their head's at.
1: So, um— so when by the time the movie starts, he's off in the middle of fucking nowhere, no house. He it's just a tent, a dog, a horse, and a river. My nigga, and he's just like yeah, the river.
0: everything has a relationship <laughs> with the river. I'm not even gonna and he's question just
1: it. Fucking out there digging for gold. So in the in the beginning oh, painting of the movie, panning for gold. Okay, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, he finds his gold, and at the same time, when he needs to bring the gold all the way back
0: to um. Uh, a bank. Oh, okay, so he finds he's not panning for gold. He's he finds gold, gold.
1: No, he was panning for gold, oh, okay. and then that led him to find more. Oh, and um, yeah. so he had like three, uh, uh, about I would say about twelve by twelve bags, just like full of gold with him. Nice. And so he was like, "Yo, I'm I'm heading there," and. Um, as he starts heading into the mainland to get the shit to a bank, he runs into a squad of retreating Nazis who are heading back the opposite direction. Gotta handle them though. And at, <laughs> at first, if you feel me? At first, like uh, the main company kind of let him go because it was like, "Yeah, hey, he's just gonna die anyway." And when the the smaller attachment of the company that he meets later on tries to challenge this nigga, them niggas get murked, and so that yeah. caused the main um, Nazi squad to start come hunting him down. And essentially the movie, the rest of the movie is just about him and um, that squad, pretty much.
0: Oh, you and think you're hunting me?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's adorable. Know, th- they made the biggest mistake when they successfully stole my nigga's gold, bro. That, sh- that shit was Ooh. it was over. But it was funny because, like, there was a point where they actually hung this nigga. And this is why I mean but, like, your sense of disbelief strained tremendously. So they, like, hung him. They watched them hang for like a minute and a half and they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And then they leave and he starts like moving again. And yo, this nigga, uh, he had a cut in his leg and he stabbed it into a nail on the pole to prop himself up so that he wasn't being held by his neck. And he still wow. remained hung there for wow. a while until like some uh uh some th- this one dude landed with a plane because he was at a gas station. It was at a like a Bondot gas station. And so a dude of the plane stopped down to um To uh, yeah, to get refueled, and that's when his opportunity to uh get get back and get back to the other dude showed up. But yeah, like that's why this nigga stays hanged there for like fucking a while, bro. Okay, have you ever seen the movie
0: Rosewood? (laughs) Nah, good movie, but uh, uh, about a historical event that happened where the the town of Rosewood was massacred. But at one point, you know, there's a black superhero in it, and at one point, they hang him. And my man's neck is so diesel he just stands there staring at them, hung until the shit breaks. And I'm like, yo, that's the hardest shit I've ever seen. That's I don't believe it. funny. But yo, my nigga Bing Rame stood there, yo, hung with his neck, just looking at them like, you can't break my neck, nigga. Yo, yeah, that shit was hard. But yeah, it reminds me of that. I was like, okay. Yeah, we're, the plot armor is ultra thick Bruh, right now.
1: What it is? You're wearing
0: plot plate armor. Insane, man, I <laughs> The plot plate armor is serious. insane.
1: Like, but he had some super dope ass kills, man. I'm not gonna lie. That um, so the movie's broken down into chapters. It really mm-hmm. gave me like strong western vibes. Like
0: western. You know what it, uh, the the um preview gave me feelings of? Like a Quentin Tarantino movie.
1: Yes, hundred hundred percent. Because it's broken down into chapters as yeah. well. I only remember the first three chapters. Chapter one is the goal. Chapter two is the minefield. Chapter three—I guess I only remember two chapters. But um, it, because it's what
0: mattered was this nigga's marking skills,
1: fucking people up, bro. Like the 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 minefield scene was super dope. Like so, he ended up uh, after he had killed the first squad of Nazis. He kept going, and then uh, because the 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 bigger squad with the commander in it, they heard the gunshots, so they came back looking for him. And then it, there was a minefield there. So after he sacrificed a bunch of his men into the minefield, oh wow! They eventually like caught up on him, and he did this super the shit where he like he like took up a rock. I threw it on a mine and threw it on a couple other mines to create a smoke screen and then hit behind it. Wow. And then they sent two Nazis in and the first one, he just threw a mine and hit that hit that shit right on his helmet wow. and detonated it. So, yeah, yeah. Like, the movie was really exciting as far That's as action the Claymore goes. The use is amazing. It, very impressive, bro.
0: Sisu, dude, that one, it looked really good from the preview. Yeah,
1: the preview had me super immediately excited, and I'm really glad that the movie itself delivered.
0: Okay, I got uh Did you catch it on any of the majors? Uh, no, nah, it is available on digital, but I'm not sure where. Okay, I'm going to find it. Um, Actually, I might hit up with Don, because I know he might get a kick out of that movie, too.
1: Bro, I'm telling you, I think it's, I think it's very, very enjoyable. And it's like a, there's a nice little, um, uh, uh, Moment in it too because as the the Nazis are leaving, they've kidnapped like a bunch of girls and shit, and it's really cool because they eventually get out and they their revenge moment is pretty lit.
0: too. Nice, you know what you know what that reminds me of? Yeah, another Quentin Tarantino joint. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, death, death, death trap. Oh, death proof. Death proof. Yeah. yeah. Yo, at the end of that <laughs> movie, when those chicks yeah. get their revenge, yo, they just yo, it's a 100%. bull in the ring and they beat his ass. 100%, but yeah, yeah like, y- bro. Y- you love to see like the reverse damsels. where it's like, oh, you're gonna kidnap us, bro? Well, we're gonna defend ourselves, bro. <laughs> we are very capable human beings. You know, and yeah. The-,
1: the women were pretty fucking awesome. Like when when um when you find out about his backstory, it's because um, it's because one of the women is telling it to two of the Nazis that are guarding them, and it's funny because she's using that moment she's to like completely with yes, yes, completely inset- uh, uh, unsettling him, and he's just like. That's just not real, is it? It's
0: <laughs> like, hey, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, no. you don't know what's coming. Dude. Yeah, she
1: was like, what you don't know is you and your whole company are already dead, my
0: nigga. <laughs> you already dead.
1: Oh, you're whole, you and your whole company are already dead. Once you encountered dead, him, whether you walked away or not, you were going to die. You're donezo. You took my nigga's gold. You got in his and way. You his fucked gold. up. You no. should have just, just let it. What's really also funny is... um. They called it in after he had killed the first squad. The captain called it in, and he was and his lieutenant, who called it in, was like, "Yo, higher up said to just live that, leave that nigga alone, bro. He's a fucking legend that just be murdering people." They said, "Absolutely, do not fuck with him. Just ignore oh, you it know what they and call come that the Naruto, fuck back." Home. Run on side
0: order. You feel me? And then he That's was, a run on side order, nigga. But
1: I. To be honest, I can see where the um the Nazi commander's head was at because he was like, "Yo, when we go back, they're gonna fucking execute us. That gold is the only way out." Uh, as far as oh, like, once we go back gonna home, get
0: executed? Did they fail that? I
1: assuming easy. the war was over, and that's just that dude's perspective that they were probably gonna be all charged for war crimes and hung.
0: G- oh, because they lost the war. They knew yes. they had lost the war yes. at that point. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. No, no, they were definitely. So gonna he lie. was just like, no, no, "Yo, no, he wasn't wrong." <laughs> so he was
1: like, "Yeah, nah, bro. Our only way yeah. out of this is to get that well, gold from that dude." He
0: was one thousand percent right because that's literally how the nazis got out of being put a, the 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 nazis who did not have any resources got put in the nuremberg trials and the rest of them got sent to argentina that's a... <laughs> and then they moved fr- and then they immigrated to america from argentina and that's why there's a bunch of uh germans in mexico because they had to take a land route to to evade the um ellis island um uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit's serious, yo. That's funny because it's completely historically accurate, it seems. Yeah. Just they just put that one little tidbit of legend yeah. in that bitch. Yeah,
1: you feel me? And they just yeah, give give yourself an indoblet, bro. Like in the beginning of the movie, he's like showering in the river and you see he's got a scar that goes from like the top of his peck all the way down to like his third ab. Damn, crushed cowl, And it fucking goes sideways too, so and he's got bullet wounds in his back, yo. It's just like, this movie does a really good job of like telling a story, you know what I'm saying, with just an image. They do a super oh, good job. Oh,
0: yeah. I love, love when they can tell the story mm-hmm. just through the shots. Film That's me? super powerful because it leaves a ton for your imagination, you know what I mean? And if the director does a good job, then you, you're you building off of the essential yep. blocks that you need yep. to stay to the character, you, you know what I mean? You can fill
1: in all the blanks satisfactorily, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, so good. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to to check that out. That's gonna be caught next week for sure. Well, yeah, definitely a this conversation. But that's not
1: super cool. duper fun, man. Um, the one thing, the one thing I would warn people about is it's pretty <laughs> fucking gory. It's pretty okay. gory. Like, um, with that. like, like, like the part where he was like he put that wound on the nail to prop himself up. That that was like ah,
0: that's fun. oh, they really went graphic. Yeah, it. it's okay.
1: it's it's fucking yeah. It's like a close Speaking up of his foot. while Speaking of glory,
0: you know what I I watched recently? Hmm. The Mortal Kombat reboot. Nice trailer. Did you see it? I did, I
1: did. Dude, the, the one where, that um, shit looks brutal. God, God what is it, God Kung, God Kung Lao, I think?
0: Yes, God Kung Lao, yes, correct. Fucking,
1: he was like, oh, you've chosen war. And he's got the
0: fire like, and ice no! dragons, bro. Yeah,
1: that shit looks pretty sick. And it's also like, wow, what a fucking great way to do a reboot as far Gotta as like story-wise. I think that was a fantastic way of doing it. Their previous way of doing that shit was kind of silly, which it was, was oh, what they were having doing before. The, the Chronoa lady do all the weird time shit and no, everything.
0: No. Yeah, they needed a story reboot because yeah. they had been... I I was okay with the lackluster state of the story in Mortal Kombat thus far because they were clearly refining the combat.
1: System. Yeah, because they were focusing on fighting. I fast. wouldn't say
0: that they were uh, that. Uh, the current rendition of the com- Mortal Kombat fighting system is very good. When they started in com- Mortal Kombat Ten, what was that? Like almost twelve years ago? That was so. It was yeah. not very good, <laughs> but every iteration was better than the last, and mm-hmm. that's all I ask for, honestly. And that's, you know, a lot of, I think, video game companies fail at realizing, like, as you don't have to hit the moon as long as you're better than last time. You know what I mean? But sometimes they they try to shoot for the moon, and they just miss epically. And everything ends up among the stars, including (laughs) our (laughs) desires, you know? But, yeah.
1: You're like, what are you doing? Yeah.
0: But uh, Mortal Kombat, I I will say, I've been very happy to, to see that they've been in a uh positive progression you know Tekken had a couple of lapses I think like there was Tekken three Tekken four was not as good as Tekken three there was Tekken five Tekken six was not as good as Tekken (laughs) five Tekken seven was very good now we'll see if Tekken eight keeps it going because Tekken eight looks fire but I don't know man this heat system is a whole new thing wow we just transitioned (laughs) into fighting game talk dog yo it's it's i blame street fighter 6 man street fighter 6 got me in fighting game mode because you know all the homies play fighting games you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i've never been a huge one on it i've been the anything rpg guy you know but damn dude street fighter 6 got me wanting to get back into fighting games hard
1: yeah street fighter 6 looks pretty good the combat system of the characters Mm -hmm. look pretty fucking cool
0: and i can't lie man They, they cater to the filthy casuals bro they got that modern mode com- um, uh, button scheme mm-hmm. where you don't have to put in inputs. Because I, dude, and this is my mea culpa right here. I don't do quarter circles consistently <laughs> on a controller. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not that good. You know what I mean? So the modern control scheme where it's one button inputs for moves, they fucked around and put, put that shit right into my wheelhouse, bro. So, yeah, Street Fighter 6 is looking dope. But, yeah, that, that's what got me on my Mortal Kombat kick. But Mortal Kombat got me on my gory kick. Back yeah. to Seafood. Seafood. Because, <clears throat> I know, we got kind of far from the topic at hand. But, yeah.
1: Nah, that's mm-hmm. it, man. Like, catch it if you can. That shit was very enjoyable. I that's really good. I really enjoyed it. And,
0: and just just to go back to, to my critique of Quantumania, that was my issue with with Kang was that, we just we needed just some kind of direct character development and instead what we got was a lot of extra that wasn't really part of the main character development you know what i mean and so the villain didn't land but here everyone understood the Nazis were evil. The women were awesome, and the main character had plot oh, armor shit. thicker than your fucking. Gabby. Oh, you know I
1: mean? speaking of which, bro, like, oh my god, this, this shit ends with this thing. Oh, the final kill was so dope, but this shit ends with um. That's good. I like that. With uh, uh, uh him with a plane crashing, and then this nigga getting out of the fucking crash and walking then out, leave out of the
0: wreckage it. with the fire behind wait, him. Wait,
1: well, uh, I can okay, I'm not okay, going to okay. I'm not going to say anything okay. more cuz I don't it. I want to ruin. I wanted to actually I could so you said that I had an
0: image of him walking but out of a burning wreckage. He does wreckage. In fact
1: survive a plane crash. <laughs> which I'm like I'm not bad. <laughs> I'm
0: not mad. Bro, at this point, <laughs> oh, how could shit. he not survive the crash? You feel me? Plane
1: crash. I, because to, 100% I agree with you because I did I I would not have been satisfied if the main character died after going through all of that. I'd, I'd have felt really fucking. I'd be like, man, come on, son. I really like when they kill the main character at the end of the story, so, unless yeah. it's like a, a Wolverine type story, um, like a, Logan-like story a Logan like story, where yeah, it's yeah. like, um, you know. Okay, so the guy's creating a new world and he doesn't live to see the new world. I understand that theme yes, a lot, so I, I don't. Tr- I don't yeah. really. So that one I understand, but in this one it didn't really fit because it's like, come on, son, you can't let them niggas win, bro. Like, no, you gotta survive.
0: There's certain there's certain um, rules you gotta follow, and you the Nazis can't win. You feel me? And if the main character dies fighting Nazis, then the main character lost. You can't let that happen. That's just not part of our zeitgeist. And
1: and he's like, bro, he worked so hard for that fucking gold, man. You can see that that's the only thing he's got left, bro. So it's, it's like that's
0: entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, Glad if we wanted to be realistic, movie. he would be dead. Facts. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Since we're not doing 100%. realistic, can we just do entertaining?
1: If that nigga, if this movie was realistic, he would have died in the first fifteen minutes.
0: Feel yes. me? <laughs> but since we're not doing realistic, let's let's go full entertainment. Nothing uh, wrong with that. And that's and I think that that's the 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 dangerous balance that comes with trying to flesh out a character mm-hmm. because entertaining wise. I don't need my character flesh. Tell me the good guy's the good guy. Tell me the bad guy's the bad guy. And let me indulge in watching whatever side I want to see win. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's entertaining. That's not realistic. That's not fulfilling. You know what I mean? That, that's just, just entertaining. And I think that Marvel started hitting on some beads where they were like, oh, y'all want a little more than just entertainment? We got you. And it's like... You're giving us way too much more than entertainment. <laughs> you need to get back towards the entertainment. Dial it end back, of the spectrum. B. Yeah. Dial it back. You know what I mean? And so, um and that's the danger. And see, that, that's what I was kind of trying to get at when I was saying, like, sometimes you don't need a big name actor. Sometimes you just need a talented young actor because they're not going to bring that much extra to it. You know what I mean? Typically. Maybe that's just their acting style and they might do that, but the chances are that you know, a, a, a classically trained Shakespearean actor is going to bring way more to the role. And that role might not need all that. It might be a little bit of a shallow role. And that's okay, too. All of those need to exist. We need deep roles. We need shallow roles. And what we shouldn't do is put deep actors into shallow roles because that's not going to hit. That's <laughs> not going to be entertaining. And I feel like in Sisu, they kind of they said, no, nope, we're. The direction is going to take everyone and put them into the role that fits them, and that that seems to have uh, spoken through in the performances. Hell yeah, man! Everybody oh, yeah. was
1: pretty straightforward in that movie,
0: and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because you know, because you know me, I love to uh, project and extrapolate and go extra deep, but you know, I don't want to do that at the expense of what the creator was trying to do. You know what I mean? Because um, I was, you know, I was talking with the homies. We were critiquing some movies, and um, they were critiquing the movies on a basis that the um, clearly the creator was not attempting to to address. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, your critique is salient, but this had this is a fictional environment that wasn't designed to to address that that critique, and so of course it falls flat. It falls completely flat and fails at addressing the critique that it wasn't really attempting to view. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it's the byproduct of... um Because we were talking about Black Panther. And Black Panther, you know, in the black community, there's a lot of gender issues that need to be reconciled and so forth. And a lot of that kind of stuff was not addressed in Black Panther. But it was like, I don't think Black Panther was attempting to even broach those kind of subjects you know what i mean like it was a different type of story so you can make those critiques but they don't really address what the movie was there to do and so i try to avoid doing that you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's what's up dude sisu man i'm so glad that that one hit because i really hate when i see a good preview preview (laughs) and then it doesn't and it's like no that's not at all what the movie's about it's like ah why'd you do that i mean i know why you did it you wanted to get eyes on the movie but still you could have came through sisu does it all right cool so we're definitely gonna uh, uh check that check back in on that one next week after I, I catch it but um yeah man ain't nothing else been on the docket because i haven't watched too much else
1: yeah i haven't seen too much else either i've just been catching up on youtube shit
0: <clears throat> yeah youtube's been very very much coming through as of late you know, the the entertainment's been high but uh Yeah, dude. You know what I've been indulging a lot in is those fighting game videos. (laughs) Nice. Yo, because I learned I learn a lot through watching, and so I, I'm going to be able to translate all of this watching into skills once the game drops. So I'm looking forward to it, Bruh, I'm coming at you, bro. Who you you playing? Yo, you know who I really like out of the Street Fighter Six um um roster? Who I think is going to be unique and cool to play? Hmm. Kimberly. She's the Ibuki. She's the Yubuki type character, so oh, okay. she's a ninja. But she's like, uh, she's she's like a street chick. You know what I mean? Like she got spray paint and all stuff. So all of her uh, moves are themed after, uh, uh, like uh spray painting, but they're ninja moves. That's pretty cool. Yo, looks yeah. super dope. We're, we're, what was your archetype in, in fighting games? You like Choto's uh, or your Nah, I was um
1: charge characters.
0: Charge characters. A Ga- so guyo know main, with then that. a
1: Balrog main, and then
0: oh. um. Who else? So the Balrog type character is cool, but so in this new rendition, they kind of did away with charges. There's no mm-hmm. more real charges because they got rid of charging and um, mash inputs. You you know what I'm talking about? Mash inputs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like buffering. Yeah, yeah. We're like uh Blanca electricity. Back oh, in those, the day. those. you mean, yeah, like mash th- inputs. Like, uh, yeah, or uh, yeah, uh, your hand slap yes. or
1: or um, Chun Li's lightning yes. legs.
0: All of those have definitive inputs now oh, um that's interesting yeah so it's gonna take some getting used to um but so but the, from what i heard people who play charge characters like what they did with the charge archetype I mean, so which, i don't know i can only imagine they made it easier <laughs> yeah but they added i i don't know if it, i would say easier if, or they added depth
1: So, I would consider it easier just because the charging mechanisms of having to hold back in order to do a super move is, is a that the reason why I say easier is because that in in and of itself is a huge limitation, yeah. Right? You have to be holding backwards or down back in order to use your special move, yeah. So, to not have to do that, I would consider that to be an improvement,
0: yeah. And then, yeah, having move inputs as part of your charge is really difficult, um, so yeah, uh, but. Since they did make it easier, they added... I think when I say depth, they added something for people who do have the skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they'll reward you if you can actually um, pull off those kind of maneuvers. So, yeah, dude. Street Fighter 6 looking crazy. Can't wait to jump into that. But, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into some of these here topics then. Because I haven't watched too much else. There's a couple things on the docket. But we'll get into some, some of those heavy reviews later on. Um, Dude fucking Marvel, the the character landscape has been shaking up quite a bit lately, to say the least. Um, and in, with the m- converging, I will say, of Marvel Entertainment with the actual Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. those shake-ups in the comic universe become more relevant. Because they're... First of all, they're, they're sanctioned because... Pretty much since Ike Perlmutter, Perlmutter was um, ousted, the, uh, they've kind of been trying to ask the writers to kind of come towards, you know what I mean? Hey, let's
1: start working together again.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they can't tell them. you know the, it, When you hire a comic book writer to write a comic book, you are giving them creative control. They've won that through their 20-year fight since the 90s in creative control. And so the general air now is is once they hire a comic book um, writer on for a series, they're relinquishing some degree of creative control to them.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Because Marvel used to have a big-ass problem with that.
0: Oh, well, I, I, I won't say this has been very wrong. I will only say in the past, I want to say six years, okay? And that's not that long when we're talking about, you know, a 50-year industry. So in the past six years, Marvel and DC have been in uh, a competition to make their comic book um, writers more relevant. And they realized that they can't dictate that. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Their influence in the comic book writing isn't creating better or more uh, widely dispersed comics. And so they're starting to do that. So in the past six years, that's been kind of the tone you know what i mean mm-hmm. and definitely more so i would say in marvel but so they're trying to converge these um these these ips to say the least because they are separate you know what i mean the comic book universe is still separate from the mcu but the inspirations are they're trying to bring them more closely uh, to home um now with all of that being said one of the most uh popular characters from the last I would say sophomore run was Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. Kamala Khan, I enjoy her a lot. I love love the the uh, the actress that they casted as as Kamala Khan in the MCU. Amazing, and the beautiful part is that she is very much a huge fan of Kamala Khan in the comic book. <laughs> so she is, despite whatever direction she's getting, she's using that as huge inspiration, and you could see that in her characters. Very well done. And it's funny because I can see similarities between her and the Kamala Khan in the kids' version of Spidey and Friends. Like, there's (laughs) continuity all throughout it. I think that's super good. As an adult who's, like, consuming a lot of different medias, that's super cool that I could notice that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Needless to say, there's a writer who did not find that character to be hugely, I think, impacting in his storyline— and so in a side comic, in a Spider-Man book, they killed Kamala Khan. Ooh. Now it's comic books, obviously. No one stays there. <laughs> True. But fucking A dude, yeah, that, that shit that's, was disrespectful. It, it was bold, that bold and disrespectful the way they did it. It wasn't even if Kamala Khan died in her in her adventure, that's one thing. But the kind of erasure that it takes to kill off someone's character in a side adventure for another hero? Who Yeah, that's worse than being off screen. And, and you see what I'm saying? Okay, I'm, I'm so glad that you understand the disrespect <laughs> ah, that happened here. Because to somebody who does not consume this kind of media, it might just seem like a, what, so? Oh, well. But that, and that's why I built it up with like, Yo, we're converging these IPs. These these characters have broad ranging impacts. For them to fucking kill Kamala Khan in a in a Spider Man book? Whoa! Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you tell me, yeah, for real though. Clearly, this this and 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 it sucks because now the other writers have to accommodate for this.
1: Yep, they got to revive her somehow.
0: You know what I mean? And she's not part of... She's an Avenger. She's part of the Avenger storyline. The whole X-Men revival storyline, they only did that to Captain America as a as a, a, a fig leaf to the humans. The mutants don't just revive people who are not part of Krakoa's civilization. And so, like, the MacGuffin that is readily available isn't even really applicable to that character it's like it was really shitty to choose that character and the worst part is is that the way it fit into the storyline it felt like they were just trying to choose the most you know what i mean the the one that would get the most reaction and it was like (laughs) dude i hear you but fuck that's funny how do you expect us to build off of this now you know and so i i don't know i i bring that up to 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 say man I don't know how to balance this. You know what I mean? Like, when you have writers willing to do shit like that and companies willing to like publish it, which means they're standing on it, it's like, man, I don't like this form of storytelling. I genuinely don't. I think it's bad storytelling. And it mostly gives disservice to the fucking people reading it. Because, you know, they're who the corporation obviously doesn't care about the character. They care about the revenues the character generates and if they feel like they can somehow turn this into a revenue generating situation they don't give a shit you know it'll be worth it and the only people who are impacted by this are you know people who who enjoyed that character you know who who appreciated the time and effort and creativity that went to developing that character you know And also the person who made the character originally, because clearly they're not the ones who killed them off. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I I find it to be a generally poor storytelling mechanism to have to, because it's like, if you needed an impactful death, do the fucking work yourself. Make a character, build them up in your story, and kill them. Don't just fucking grab somebody who, who work was done by other people to build up and kill them for no reason. You know, like, or, I wouldn't even say for no reason. Even if there is a reason, that was a poor overall decision for the universe because there is so much. This is not a character. This is not Booster Gold, my nigga.
1: <laughs>
0: this is not fucking Blue Beetle. This is a a a a poster girl who has a definitive fan base. Who was built up and 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 and, and fought to insinuate herself and in, or I'm sorry, the writers fought to insinuate this character into the world despite all of the negative um, perceptions internally of of Muslim women, of dark skinned women. You know, like it, it's it, it's 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 a it it generally I think undoes all of the positive end of the work that they that. They've been doing to build representation in their media. You know what I mean? Like, like you guys did some work to 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 build this up. Why would you shoot it in the foot like that? You know, I just it just doesn't feel good. You know, I don't. And these are entertainment. This is comics. You shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't feel bad by the storylines. You know, like you expect to feel things in a wide range of emotions. But I overall feel like. You guys did her nasty and for no reason type of thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not the way that I want to feel about comics. You know, but yeah, man, killing Kamala Khan I think was a wild decision. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's pretty petty. So, I, I hopefully they, they, you know, the writers in their infinite wisdom will find an interesting way to bring her back because that character. Let me tell you. If that's the end of Kamala Khan and the MCU, I'm probably going to kind of check out the comic books for a while. Just because it feels like they're doing some silly shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm okay with not consuming things I enjoy if I feel like the people who are producing the things I enjoy are doing some silly shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm good. I personally grew up with abstinence as a very real way to get around things that are dangerous to you. And so yeah i'm not gonna fucking if if i feel like these guys are degrading the comic book uh landscape in terms of storyline i'll go ahead they'll be around another five years i'll come back when they when they get their shit together you know pretty much you know when they reboot the universe exactly you know what i mean i'll wait for them to reboot it with another batch of people because i just don't trust these guys anymore honestly if this is where they're going with it and And there's no more meat on the bone of this storyline. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll stick to the MCU. They've been doing decent at least. But yeah, that shit was weirdo weird for me. Seeing Kamala Kondai? Mm Uh-uh. But yeah, moving on from that Um, Not even in your own book. (laughs) Not even in your own book, my nigga. Like, Superman died in his own book. And I'm not saying she's Superman level. But you don't kill a character like that in somebody else's book? Yeah, it's just disrespectful. It's just disrespectful, but um, Disney Plus. Um, so we're starting to see the first ramifications of the writer's strike. And so the writer strike has three main pillars, from my understanding, and um, you could give me some backup if uh, if I'm missing out on something here, but there is obviously the pay issue. They are not setting up pay structures for the newer writers to be able to survive in the industry. Older writers, obviously, are already fucking rich. You know what I mean? They're good. But they're fighting for the younger writers and the newer writers to be able to also be able to garner a living wage off of their work. So there's part of it, right? Okay? Then you got streaming. And to this day... Mm-hmm. They have not figured out how to properly structure the pay for the creative talent that goes into creative streaming. This is what they went into strikes for back in two thousand and nine. I think it was eight. Eight two thousand and eight, and they acquiesced, saying, "You know what? You're right. This is a burgeoning industry. We we need more information if we're going to properly." get everybody the remunerations for their work. And so they they capitulated to them in 2008. The problem's still here. All of them fucking years later, the studios chose to take that 15 years and not take any steps at creating a structure that pays the writers. So now the writers are taking it to their own hands. That's number two. Number three the presence of AI-generated scripts in entertainment and how they are to be interfaced with writers. Are AI scripts allowed to be original scripts, as in the script that is then edited to get to the final production, in which case the AI is now the credited writer for that? Or, you know what I mean? Are, is it, is it, um... Is it acceptable to hire professional writers only to edit AI-generated scripts? All of these things. So the presence of AI as a creative entity in the writer's sphere and how to handle that. So that's the third pillar of the strike.
1: And and to be honest... <clears throat> I'm not surprised, but I'm really disappointed in the music that we don't see the music industry hopping on this too. Because,
0: know. but you know what the difference is? Music you know the music industry has
1: way more control and there's absolutely no solidarity between the people the actually people, in the, the artists. In the, the fucking in the music artists industry. hate each other.
0: Yep. The fucking artists hate each other, dude. Mm-hmm. Way different. Way different, dude. Can you, dude, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting all amped up because you know what I'm saying? Union solidarity gets my dick hard. Yo. Fucking A, watching IATSE, DGA, WGA, SAG-AFTRA come together and say, no, you will not fuck our industry the way you fucked music. That's it. Solidarity. That's the one thing that the musicians lack that will not allow that industry to progress to where... The general entertainment industry is, is that the musicians will not to get together and say, hey, I don't fucking have to like you to know that we're all in the same industry and we're all working for the same money. Mm -hmm. So we should all try to work together despite those differences, you know. But yeah, sorry, that just turns me up because this is you're absolutely right. The music industry should have absolutely taken this over because they should be they should be on there, too, because the music industry has the, the artists have more power. The artist, the music artist has way more power than the actor. And if the music artist banded together, taking those kind of units of power and adding them together, oh my gosh, it would be completely overwhelming to the, to the world industry. That's one of the few, man, let me tell you, man, musicians, if they got their shit together. But anyway. That's that's neither here nor there. We don't have to get that far off the topic. sag WGA, DGA, IATSE, fucking Teamsters, stop delivering set pieces because they we're not crossing no union. You see what I'm saying? That kind of fucking solidarity. Yo, these yo, I I can't wait for these fucking corporate executives to go through their whole downgrading cycle and realize that they have no upswing there's no upswing if you're going to use your downswing cycle to absorb union pressure there's no upswing from that because guess what you're going to need momentum of workers and people willing to fuck with you to recover from the downswing from your downsizing but you, nobody's gonna fuck with you because there's solidarity that's what i'll be talking about this is what i'm talking about like when you want to fucking make a union, you got to have cross-union solidarity. If those Starbucks union workers, those Amazon union workers, God forbid the Teamsters said, you know what? Yeah, because, you, you know, UPS, FedEx, they have Teamster unions present on their sites. So there is no commercial shipping. There. When Teamsters say, hey, we're not fucking with you, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? That That's where the solidarity that the fucking, uh, 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 you know, the Starbucks union and the Amazon union need, really needed to be talking. Them and the barristers, the people who are already unionized coffee makers. But they thought that, and it, so what it's called is an enterprise union, and that is a union based in a corporate entity, completely farce. It's a complete uh, uh, Trojan horse. That corporations use to defang unions. You can't unionize under corporate entity. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, seeing all of that that happen is amazing. Anyway, that's sorry, kind of got far off of that. But that's all to say. We're starting to see the first um the first uh uh responses to the writer's strike. And so Disney Plus is now starting to cut shows. They are taking shows off of their own. They're taking their own originally produced shows off of their own streaming site. Why would you do that? Sunclaw's fallacy says, if the case is that you you have put resources into something, if you still have to consume resources to maintain it, then it does not pay. But the thing is, is that that doesn't exist for Disney. They created and hosted. They're not paying anyone to host these things. So why would they take these things down? Well, because the longer that they're up is the more residuals they have to pay writers. And so their first answer to dealing with this is to now take down properties from writers who have uh, uh, contracts that allow them to uh, retain residuals. Now, they're trying to couch this in the idea that we're taking down low-performing shows. <laughs> and while most of the shows do fall under that, that umbrella, a lot of them don't. And when I say a lot, a minority, but enough of them to where uh, creators who have created successfully, quote-unquote, projects, are now having their, their, their residuals pulled. And so, you know, this is why I am so fervent about my desire for the entertainment unions to band together and fuck the CEOs because the CEOs are absolutely dedicated to banding together to fuck the actors and writers and directors. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no like, oh, we like these guys more than those guys. No. We like money more than all of them case in point and so you know it's really it's really a sad state of affairs but once again I'm doubling down on my hope that this because it, it, I don't throw my hope at everything but when I see people getting together for a common goal and they are banding together against a small group of people who only have money and resources these aren't you know, the, the, these the, these uh, unions that are joining together are not just comprised of poor people. They're comprised of people in the upper middle class, people of influence. I don't think these CEOs understand the kind of movement that they are galvanizing against themselves. All in the back of just not even talking to these people. Yo, when you hear the WGA representatives talk about the complete lack of negotiating happening. <laughs> You're like, oh, you niggas aren't even gonna try. I mean, th- that that's kind of shit that gets me like boiling red, mad. But like for them, I'm sure it's just like, All right, you gotta well, you gotta
1: expect that, bro. Yeah, there's no way yeah. you can go go getting get to a fight with a giant and not having a plan is utterly stupid. Like yeah. you said last episode, there's no point in getting to a fight you know you can't win, right? So presumably the writers. Guild
0: oh, they and did. everybody Absolutely. else, they know
1: what they're getting. When into. you talk
0: about planning, my G, we didn't even hear about this until it was executed. Mm-hmm. That means your plan was good. That means that you did the right thing. Because when you're involving this many people, it's so easy to get mouths talking and you hear and it trickles out and blah, blah, blah. And now the studios are alert and now they're over here running countermeasures. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. They caught the studios completely unawares that this was. Good. And you wanna know what the fucked up part about it is? Is that how possibly could the studio be unaware that this was happening when they were present during the negotiations? Man. Right? Nah, that that's classic, like <laughs> that's classic overconf that's classic corporate overconfidence, overconfidence yes. bro.
1: Yes. Like mm-hmm. completely missing the point and be like, what? That's Warner Brothers re-releasing, or not Warner Brothers, whomever made fucking Morbius. That's them releasing oh, it a Sony. second time. Yeah,
0: that's Sony. That's re- that being same a level idiot, of yeah.
1: confidence to be able to miss something that clear.
0: Yep, and just to to hear someone and not catch their tone. Yep, not get at all. Like for them to be in those negotiating tables and think that they were making headway and that they were not pushing these people to the brink. It's like, oh, you guys are fucking insane. You're sociopaths. Because, by the way, if you didn't know, striking is the brink for laborers. Because people want to make money, and they have to work to make money. So you're pushing them to the brink when they're saying, we're no longer willing to work for you with no other options to fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, dude. Dude. (laughs) But, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that these people are completely incapable of understanding human. Feelings and emotions and and projections and and they also don't give a fuck about you.
1: That's the important thing to remember. Yeah, that's the important thing. When was the last time they you really gave don't an give ad a fuck. Consideration. <sighs> if it was the last time you gave You're a cockroach right. consideration, that's how you gotta. These well, people Well, I'm the wrong one the ax because I feel not bad. See Every morning you I'm like, why do y'all make me do people. this? As real people.
0: You're right. Yeah, I, but that just shows the disconnect I have with all of this because, like, I don't kill insects. I don't kill anything that's once alive without considering it. These are not people who have that kind of thinking or heart in them at all. They can't. They're not into it, you know? And you're absolutely right. And so, yeah, they didn't consider any of that shit. And so, yes, they were blindsided.
1: It's what happens when you. It's what happens when some people win for too long. They forget that the champion always has a target on their head and they lower their guard. And so, when the, the underdog is coming up, they're like, ha, ah, bro. Yeah, That'd but he's scoring all the time, though. It's like, nah. be the part. That beat hard. Niggas never touch me. I've
0: been I, here for ages. How you could be the champion and not know that you got a target on your back, bro? For me, it happens. The champion always has a target on his back, dog. What? Always. I don't know how niggas forget that shit though. That's that's a fact though. But yeah, fucking dude, Disney. But you know they're they're dealing with all kinds of shit, man. You you got DeSantis over there in Florida trying to shut them <laughs> down,
1: which that's silly. You,
0: and I'm going to say something very harsh and 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 excuse me, not very politically correct, but have you ever seen two mentally disabled people fight? <laughs> I believe so. Yes, that's what we're witnessing right now. Disney has been cheating their way to all of those uh, uh, the zoning uh, um, benefits they have in Florida. They've cheated their way there. It's just facts. DeSantis is absolutely targeting them because he knows that his constituency is full of mentally disabled people who think that what he's doing is cool. And they're sitting there slapping at each other. Disney and DeSantis and it's like yo you two are the fucking worst. And the worst part is is that Disney's actually going to lose the 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 special status that they had and DeSantis is going to lose being a, a successful politician. DeSantis is 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 bound to lose because it's only a matter of time till people recognize him as Chris Christie. You remember what you remember Chris Christie? Never yeah. Trump, Trump's an asshole, and then Trump got elected. It's like, <laughs> man, we got to support Trump, man. They're going to realize that that's exactly what DeSantis is. And Floridians, they don't like flip-floppers. They like, they like genuine shitbags. You got to be a genuine shitbag for Floridians to get behind you. And so if you're, if you're just pretending to be a shitbag, Floridians going to fuck with you. They want a Trump in power. And so he's gonna fail to be a politician. He's gonna fail, and 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 yo, you know how fucking shitty this guy is. He, you know, he passed a, a or or he's lobby. He's attempting to get legislation passed that allows him to run for president while retaining his office because he knows he can't be Trump. <laughs> but th- I can't miss out on that opportunity. There's a lot of cash in the donations. But you donations. know what the funny part is is that I hope if he passes that law, it won't benefit him because he won't get reelected. If you if you are playing the Trump game, and then you lose to Trump in a in a general election, the likelihood you will get reelected or even win your primary to go into the election is small. That's what I'm saying. Like his political geometry is trash. He's not smart. The people who follow him are stupid. The people who believe that he is a valid politician are stupid, and it's a sad state for Florida. Because they have to, you know, I feel, you know, my heart goes out to Vic, bro. <laughs> like, I can only imagine what it's like to be an intelligent, sane-minded person and being governed by a shit stain like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Gavin Newsom, but Gavin Newsom is a good politician. He knows how to trick people. He's a great liar. You know what I mean? Like, that guy's got skills as to why he got where he is. Ron DeSantis literally said, "I am the biggest pile of shit. Will you fuck with me?" And Florida was like, "Yes, thank you. Fuck Andrew Gillum. He thinks too. <laughs> he wants to 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 positively impact people at the lowest end of our society. Fuck that guy. That's literally what Florida said. You know what I mean? So like, if this guy thinks that he's going to win by being the second largest shit shit uh, pile in the in the race." He's not going to, you know? And so, watching Disney, having cheated their way to where they're at, Slapbox fucking DeSantis, who's setting himself up to be the biggest loser in the Republican Party, is fucking sick, bro. All to fucking parlay resources that, you know, people's jobs are on the line. People, People live in these places, you know what I mean? Like, that's the part that fucks me up about... All it is bullshit is like I'm totally okay with like engaging with it as the minutiae that is at it that it is, but unfortunately that minutia it echoes out and has much larger ramifications for people who aren't even directly affiliated with it, you know?
1: Yep. He's already chased down a lot of the workers out there here. They're having a huge problem with
0: Oh, entertainment everything. workers are fleeing Florida. So um pretty much <sighs> And, and this is this is this is sad, and and I I hope that someone doubts me and checks on this. The biggest part of Florida's entertainment industry now that Disney is getting chased out is the porn industry, and literally, like, it, it's absurd. It's like nine to one the amount of porn entertainers versus regular non-porn related entertainers <laughs> in Florida. It's crazy, and 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 that is that is a. That is not the environment I would want to raise a daughter in. Because the environment is telling them wild shit, bruh. But anyway, that's to say, yeah, you know, DeSantis doing this has fucking destroyed Florida's entertainment industry. You know, because without Disney, there's no tourism. Florida beaches are not that famous anymore. They're still
1: universal. I mean, I don't know if people go there, but
0: they do I mean the the floridians go to florida beaches people don't really go to florida anymore to go to like the east coast beaches they go to some to the west coast beaches but yo all those beaches are trash the west coast beaches were closed mostly because of the oil spills and still haven't fully recovered so they're looking like trash and the east coast beaches have been trash since we lived there bro they've been green since we lived there they were not great you know they were great. They were good for for locals, but they were not the international tourist attraction that they had always been. South Beach was, but South Beach isn't an attraction for the beach. It's for the strip. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just sad, you know. Florida is, you know, it, it's really declined a lot since. And 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 it sucks because I feel like I got there when it started the decline. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't. I didn't get into Florida in the '80s. You know when Coke was big and shit was really popping, and it was party time and They're fun. the Miami Vice era. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't. I didn't get to experience Florida when it was fun, man. I got to Florida when that shit went to when 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 all of the crazy fucking country people tried to take it back. You know what I mean? Like the people in Davie. You know, I mean? like there used to be small enclaves of extremely southern country people in Florida. But man, in the two thousands, they had a resurgence, and let me tell you, they took that bitch over Florida, man. That's it. <laughs> these are all the originators of Florida, man. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But anyway, sorry, I don't even know how I got off on the side. Oh yeah, DeSantis can't talk about DeSantis without talking about the 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 downfall of, of of Florida's culture. But yeah, you know, getting rid of of Disney is only going to turn Florida into a more a more uh uh polarized state, you know what I mean it's gonna become more extreme because the people who support DeSantis they are going to be very vocal and in the minority and the people who don't support DeSantis will continue to be ineffectual and 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 bad at their jobs and so yeah that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting one to see how it shapes up but uh you know moving north of, of that on the east Coast. Philly just elected themselves um, a black female mayor. And, and, you know, the first thing she says when she comes in is, like, we need to get more fucking cops in here to get these Negroes under control. (laughs) And it's just so fucking sick to me. Like, I'm sick to my stomach when I think about African-American culture sometimes. Like, how could this woman, as a politician, which means that she has repute in her community, which means that she has the ability... To disseminate her her image out there. Who's accepted, obviously, by the establishment. And... And... She has the gall to come out... And say that we need to be more punitive to the black people in this country. I just don't fucking get it, bro. Like, I'm not saying black people are perfect. I'm not even saying they're good. I'm just saying... How could we look at the statistics and say that more punitive measures is the way to go? You know, am I I crazy? Like, the idea that we need to, because calling in more police into Philly is punitive. It is punishment. They aren't there to encourage the community. They're not there. You know what I was thinking about uh, a uh, a little while ago? If... Police were genuinely here to to help communities. I would think that police would have established units of arbiters, and they do not ever, under any circumstance, uh, 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 dispatch armed people when called. They dis, especially for domestic dispute, they dis, they dispatch arbiters. Who are there to help those people settle their own dispute, but with a third party present to prevent violence, to prevent, or or even and 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 in, in that situation also maybe have psychiatric skills or 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 psychological or or um the ability to help provide some you know what I mean some kind of of perspective to a situation you know if if the police were were having units like that you know what i mean encouraging people to to solve their own issues you know what i mean in a safe environment you know um not encouraging people to weaponize the police because if i show up and i'm unarmed and i'm only here as an arbiter i'm not here to settle your problem i'm here to make sure that you guys are capable of settling it Stop weaponizing fucking white women tears. Stop allowing fucking white people to weaponize the police against black- you know what I mean? Like if if that was the 10 the the, the timber of, of what's coming out of police departments, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Get more of that shit out there. Get more of that conflict resolution out there. But these fucking police departments won't do that. And these fucking ignorant Negroes out here keep on talking about, yo, we need more police. We need more jails. And it's like, y'all niggas are fucking inviting your impression or oppression onto yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Police ain't the answer to your problems. I don't give a fuck how many people get murdered in your city. Police will not stop that. They I won't mean, stop it ever.
1: Again, you're assuming that her goal is to stop those things and not to make money off of the police state. Okay. Because because you know that she's making money off that police. You she's know. a politician. Of you course know. she's making she's making money off if she's a smart politician, she's making money off everything in that city that's available to make money off of. And depending on who she is indebted to to get her that job, that's how she's
0: gonna go. You feel me? I mean, I would say that she's a good I don't wanna I, I don't I wanna stop putting positive words on these people smart and good fuck these guys man yes they're doing good jobs they're doing they're they are performing very well at what they're doing and i and i completely understand the the context you were putting it in but i want to i really wish we could change the culture of this country to say that a good politician is the one who manages to make money without doing that you know and it sucks man because we will never get out of this shitty cultural situation we're in if we don't Hold the people at the top of society to to task. And there was a time when politicians were middle class, but that's not the case today. These are these are people at the upper echelons of our society. We need to hold these fuckers to task. Stop letting them fucking come in here and do a shit job and then and, and still make the money. I, you know, if we want to pay the you know, Jamaica just fucking went through through something last week. Were you, did you hear what happened? What, what Andrew Holness did?
1: Nah, other than him fucking rapping up on there, nah.
0: Reggie, make me tell you, say, yo, <laughs> the man triple public service staff fucking income. Triple the income of the public service staff, but not the, the, the general public service staff, administrative staff, so no teachers, none of the police, none of the people who needed to have a, a pay hike. In Jamaica, got the pay hike only the administrative. So the politicians, the 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 ones at, at, in the um in the parliament and and in, in um what what I named that, um the 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 administrative body in Jamaica's legislature. No idea. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the, the I'm, I'm brain farting right now because your boy a little tipsy, but. You know the administrative body in the legislature—they got fucking raises, but none of the people actually on the ground talking to people, doing things, fixing people's lives and problems got a raise. This is the issue with with, with, with how things are run. We can't keep on admonit uh, or or um we can't keep on on uh giving all the accolades to this administrative state that doesn't deserve it. That was the whole moral of that story. It's not the administrative people who are making these things happen. It's not. It's the laborers. It's the people actually ten toes on the ground, actually filling out the paperwork, actually filing shit. These are the people who, these are the grease in the wheels. These are the people making society run smooth, you know what I mean? So we shouldn't be tripling salaries of those kind of people, whether it's in Jamaica or or here. We need to stop ingratiating, giving positive positive uh 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 descriptions of these politicians who do nothing but ingratiate themselves they're the uh, well, the we might be able to say they are positive in that they are good in what they are doing but they are not good at the job of an actual politician you know we can't let them co-opt the meaning of what that is you know um because it, it only causes people to be more complacent, you know, once we let them win that, once we give them that power. Because, you know, words is just power, and that's freely given between people, you know. And I don't want to give them that power. You feel me? That sound crazy? Me. mean, even if you don't give it to them, what's to stop them from taking it? Me. You, <laughs> individuals. No, they can't take nothing that we don't let them take. I mean, they I don't, don't quite see it that you. way, but they don't have the power over you or, because we choose not to let them have I mean, that power. Over.
1: Right? They don't. They might not have direct power over me, but they have power over the state and the people that have the actual ability to move things. You feel and, me? And, that's and my that point, is more important. Is
0: that they don't? Is that the people who are moving things don't realize that the power is fifty-fifty at best? You I know mean, what I mean? Do they worst, not realize? The it's 50-50.
1: Do they not realize, or are they specifically making— Do they already realize that, and they're ensuring that it's not 50-50, and it's, like, 70 oh, yes. for them and 30 for, yes, for us? Yes, because
0: it's it's the, it's the rhetoric that's pushed onto the labor side that lets them think that it's not 50-50, yes. The, the administrative side has rhetoric that disenfranchises the labor side into thinking that they don't have that power. You know what I mean? But that's why, once again— From strippers to entertainers, they're bringing me hope because this is going to show having such a public sector strike and show the power of labor. It's going to reinforce to the average person like, oh, shit, my boss don't got that much power because all I got to do is talk to my coworkers and not be a shitbag. And guess what? We have now half the power. You know what I mean? But you're right. Yes, there is an active force uh, in terms of rhetoric on the administrative side or the corporate side, quote unquote. That is disenfranchising the um the labor side into thinking that they don't have the ability to do anything, you know, and 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 so yeah, that's as I said, that's that's what's bringing me so much hope from these movements or this particular movement in the entertainment industry. It's just a po- the people see it, you know what I mean. People are going to see this. You know, and, and the the writers, directors, all they are actually professionals at getting their message out there type of thing. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, Teamsters, they're not really that good. They're really not that good at making their own message. And so it's very easy for mainstream media to co opt their message, spin it. And so it's they, they don't get the backing of the people type thing. Whereas. Oh, yeah. The spin doctors in the house now. Fucking the writers. They're to the spin Doctors Extraordinaire, you know what I mean? They know how to make their narrative. And so I think that the CEOs and the administrators in these um these these uh big production houses, they they they, they gonna feel it. They're gonna feel it as soon as they they wanna get back into the the uh upswing of their of their production cycle, they're gonna feel it. Cause no one's gonna fuck with them. Just to reprise what I said an hour ago, sorry. But yeah. Um yeah, moving on from that, there's been some shit going on, Um, other than that, around the world. uh, Dude, these fucking, you know, obviously we got the ongoing war in Ukraine that's been raging. These fucking uh German mercenaries that, that Russia hired, boy, oh boy, they are the worst, man. They are the fucking worst. Have you heard what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, everybody
1: that works for Russia has been on fuckery since the entire war Bro. started.
0: So, obviously, Russia has to ration their their munitions because a lot of the big manu, um, munitions manufacturers, they're they're on the Ukrainian side. They're sending... And so, they will sell Russia munitions, but obviously at a decreased rate to so that they can maintain some kind of, you know, uh, moral stance that, hey, we sent more boats to Ukraine than Russia, so, hey, we showed who we wanted to win, right? Anyway, needless to say... Um, the German mercenaries, the Wagner Group, is uh was hired by Russia to help them maintain the eastern front of the Donbass region. um, and, and that's the region that's bordered with Russia, so they're supposed to be helping reinforce them. Needless to say, when Russia said, hey, we don't have munitions to send you, those niggas, I mean, within 24 to 48 hours put out a message to Ukraine that said we will be more than happy to reveal all of the locations that we are aware of if you guys will provide us munitions to continue fighting.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You want me to give you ammo to kill me? And then, in return, you're gonna tell me where you're hiding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very confused.
0: That's, bro, and this is the strange bedfellows that are made when you have such a fucking unjust war. And you have mercenaries whose only goal is to make money. Like, literally, they're like, yo, 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 guys, they're not giving us enough um, bullets to defend this position. So we'll just tell you where the position is and leave. I don't know how that gets you the bullets you need. But evidently, that's they were using that as leverage to get Russia to allocate them larger that's portions really of the. Really fucking funny.
1: I mean, Russia deserves that shit, bro. That's what absolutely. happens when you're doing when you shit hire shit bags, like, bro. Yeah. You can't be surprised when they do shit baggerous things.
0: But it's just, it just shows what kind of like total travesty this war front is. It's, I, it it's something that is a complete waste of life, and. America needs to find a different way to support Ukraine without sending them more bullets and, and and money because they're fighting people who don't give a shit who don't care who who literally are just shooting their guns because if they if the Wagner group could switch loyalties like that and they're literally the biggest mercenary group that Russia is using And the Russians themselves from the public are not falling in troops that are actually interested in and fighting this war. You know, this is all farce and there's no ideological or rhetorical um, flourish behind it that is going to get people into it. And it's really it's really a sad expression of the. full extent of the war economy that we've created and i've said said it from the beginning that this was all an attempt to create a perpetual war zone and uh i really do feel like we're in the metal gear solid um phase of of the future where private military groups have disproportionate ability to affect world fucking uh, uh events because guess what when the Wagner group does that guess what happens stocks and food store companies drop because they know that all of them have to deal with Ukraine to some degree whether it's to transport through Ukraine to get to where they need to go or Ukraine produces foodstuffs that are essential to their to their continued production You see what I'm saying? We're in the fucking weird video game world, bro. And 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 I hate I hate it. Because I play video games to get away from the real world. you know what I mean? I don't want to fucking live in a world that resembles the fucking fantastical farce that is the video game environments that I that I go into, you know? but yeah, we'll see we'll see where this takes us because this war in Ukraine, it's not what it's been perpetrated to be, and the people who who are pushing it the most have no fucking clue why it even exists, you know? This is a money-making scheme for a lot of different entities. It has nothing to do with the with the sovereignty of Ukraine. It really don't. And that's the sad part. Is that Zelensky is out here pushing that narrative because he knows that the same powers that got him into to, into office want this perpetual war. Yo, Zelensky could have ended this war so fucking long ago. He chose not to. He wants the fighting. I genuinely, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, and I know it's not a popular opinion. I know nobody's going to jump on this bandwagon. But Zelensky don't give a shit about Ukrainian people. He don't. He doesn't give a fuck about Ukrainian people. Not even a little bit. Because anybody who genuinely wanted to save the lives of the people in his country would have never taken this path. And then continued down this path. and And stand on this path. Nah, i be not going to convince me that this is a man that loves this country. You gonna you can convince me this is a man that loves war and that loves money, but not one that loves Ukraine. All righty, guys, we'll go ahead and wrap up on that. I hope you did enjoy the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social medias on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. Also on the Instagrams at uh, Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. You can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.